0: You are now listening to the Solemn Intention Podcast. Welcome back to the Solemn Intention Podcast as we continue season six. Man, we getting we're getting up there uh in our episodes. You know, uh we, we talked about mindset probably, I don't know when we first started the podcast, season two or season three, I don't know, but we talked about mindset uh, uh, from different perspectives. But on this particular episode, I want to talk about uh, that business mindset, that entrepreneurship mindset and what that is and what that looks like. Um, And so I brought with me a guest to have this conversation, uh, Ms. Kimberly Spencer. How you doing, Ms. Spencer?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Solomon. How are you?
0: Good, good. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast to to talk about this concept Uh, and and so, and so what what does mindset mean to you?
1: Well, mindset is really how you think about a problem and how you make decisions. So everyone has a subconscious decision-making strategy that they automatically default to when making decisions. This was programmed typically from the ages of zero to six in our imprint period. But so often, if we weren't raised by entrepreneur parents, that is a decision making that that can be a faulty decision making program or a uh, a flawed mindset. Only in the case that it's not an entrepreneur mindset. And so, when we become entrepreneurs, we need to adapt our thinking and change our brain and the hardwiring of our brain to start making decisions that are for the growth of our business rather than for from. A space of um, looking at it at an hourly basis, especially if we grew up with employees for parents.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm thinking about the growth of the business.
1: Yeah, it's shifting into thinking about, because a business. Was so often everyone I work with, uh, having coached entrepreneurs for the past five years, is entrepreneurs really want to start a business for the case of freedom, and yeah. so we all want to start a business for the case of freedom. But I tell all my entrepreneur clients, like never do we ever like want our freedom based vacation and expect to fly to Hawaii by flinging ourselves off a cliff and flapping our arms, yeah. because that that's really the the fallacy in entrepreneurship when we when most people first get started, because we need systems and structure to get in to get that freedom so that we can ride on a plane with with which is a system and a structure with a team to be able to get us and, and navigation and goals to get us to the destination that we want to get to.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so it's talking about destination for millennials out there that's trying to make that transition from employee to entrepreneurship. And, and from a mindset perspective, what are some tips and strategies and insight that, that you think you might want to share?
1: The two biggest mindset shifts are separating your time from the amount of money that you make and separating money from your business. Um one is one is a time mindset and one is a money mindset. So the time mindset is that employee based mindset, hours for dollars. The more hours you work, the more dollars you make. Yeah. Well, that's great except yeah. there's only 24 hours in a day and there's only so often that you can raise your prices until you can you're you're still constricted by that hours for dollars employee mindset. Mm-hmm. So shifting into an expansive mindset of you work a certain amount of hours in your zone of genius, then that is can tenx extra growth when you then delegate out those other tasks, activities and uh, projects that are not in your zone of genius to other people's zones of geniuses. so your team mm-hmm. so that that's the main one of for an entrepreneur is is the time separated from money. The other one is money separated from business because so often we can correlate. The amount of money that we're making to only being generated by our business and that puts a lot of pressure on both our business to perform and our money um, to perform and nobody likes it. we all have performance anxieties <laughs> from time to time and so that performance anxiety can stress our desire to perform in our business so an activity i give all of my clients is to write two columns and to separate how does your business, like what your business does, Mm -hmm. and how money flows to you. So money can flow to you in the form of investments. It can flow to you in the form of you find a penny on the ground. That's money that you didn't spend a dollar or an hour of your time. You didn't spend your hard-earned time to get there um, to find it. You just found it. So Mm -hmm. money doesn't necessarily have to be correlated to your business. And when you can take the pressure off of money, I have seen so many other business owners be able to make... so much more money actually counterintuitively because they have more ease because they are in more of a state of flow because they also have seen that there are so many other ways that they are supported by mm-hmm. money because so mm-hmm. often especially that like I talked about with the planet metaphor that support structure when you feel like you're going at your business alone. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that you can feel so unsupported. Maybe it's by your family. Maybe it's by if they're, you know, not used to supporting an entrepreneur or understanding what you do. Maybe you can feel unsupported by money if it's not flowing fast enough to to you, or you can feel unsupported by the universe or God or whatever it is that you choose to believe, that higher power, because this thing that you're creating is not yet succeeding and breathing on its own. So separating the money in the business is a huge piece of being able to differentiate that mindset and then separating your time from the amount of money that you make. Because actually, if you aren't making as much money as you want to be making in your business, then odds are you're spending your time on activities that are not in your zone of genius and you're wasting your time on those $10 activities which can be like scheduling your social media images or creating those fancy canva images or like doing a nice little update on your website and that perpetuates a cycle and a mindset of perpetual busyness which is not actually productivity which does not necessarily grow the business
0: yeah yeah and so something you talked about that i that i like was was understanding your zone of genius. Yeah. And, and I think that even for me, you know, as I've scaled up my business, we're now to a point to where I've had to learn uh, that I can't do everything uh, and that I'm not good at everything. And that for us to, to grow, we, I've got to stay in my zone and outsource. So, so when you're working with your clients, what do you think is the struggle with that? How can, what strategy do you give to help entrepreneurs make that shift? to stay in their zone and to bring that team?
1: Well, first of all, if somebody can do the task that you can do mediocre, like, um, is mediocrely a word? I'm not quite sure if mediocrely yeah, is a word, yeah. but we're gonna say it's a word. Yeah. Um, if the task that you do that's, you know, okay, but it kind of drains you, yeah. that task, if somebody can do that task just 80% as good as you, delegate that. Yeah. If you're do because here's the thing, if you're doing $10 an hour tasks, there's a reason why your financial, your business is financially capped. And so if you're not outsourcing those $10 an hour tasks, so you can operate like a CEO who's doing, you know, $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour tasks if your activities of what you're putting your energy time effort into yeah. is not equating to the amount of dollars that you want your business to be making then that's where there's the, the discrepancy. So yeah. the first thing is i i get my clients to do is really recognize the amount of money that they're leaving on the table because they're doing the $10 an hour tasks. Yeah. So that that's a that's first is a big shift because once they see the amount of money that they're leaving on the table they're like holy crap i'm i could be making $250,000 or $500,000 this year but I'm only making 90,000 because I'm doing all these little $10 an hour tasks. Um, and then the other piece is look at where you're struggling to surrender control and look at what, and there can be that piece of perfectionism and that, which really comes down to when it comes to bringing on team, that fear of, you know, good hires are so hard to find and all of that, um, those self-limiting beliefs, which are a mindset. So hiring team comes down to the mindset. How do you feel supported? How do you, what values do you value in relationships? Because mm-hmm. you're, when you have a team, you're building relationships with these people. And ideally you're training them. And ideally you're bringing people into your team who have the same values. Mm-hmm. So I get my clients very clear on what their core business values are so that they make sure that anybody who comes in to work for them has those same values. Because otherwise I, I had an e-commerce startup <laughs> several years ago, my business partner and I did not have the same values. Yeah. Not that his were bad and or, or mine were bad, but we, they were just different. And we did not see eye to eye on decision making. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why you want your team to have your core values. And then the other piece is looking at where those, those pieces of surrendering control and how you can surrender the control. Because a lot of times that comes down to a mindset of needing to be pet- perpetually busy, which goes back to that time equals money <laughs> mindset. So being able to look at what what am I trying to be busy to escape from? Am I trying to actually like because we actually our brains are not wired for what we want. Even though we say we want more freedom, our brains are not wired for that. So we have to actively sit in that uncomfortable space of like, I'm actually not doing anything for this hour or I, I actually am going to go play with my kids for that next hour. Or, I'm going to I'm going to you know, hang out with my husband and watch a Netflix show as, <laughs> because my husband and i back when my business was struggling in the first stages i my husband had a joke that i could not sit through a Netflix show within 15 minutes, I would have my laptop open. I have no idea what I was doing, but I was doing all of these things, these productive procrastination activities that made me feel like I was busy, but really I was trying to escape from the fact that I wasn't doing those things that were in my zone of genius, which were putting myself out there, going on podcasts, getting clients, going on sales calls getting the possibility of getting rejected, because we all fear every, every entrepreneur and every person has the key fear of that fear of being rejected, and that fear of being abandoned. So those are the two main fears that break broken down into anything. And so if you're struggling with delegating and so that you can up level and scale up your business, then look at where am I fearing being abandoned or being rejected? And then Allow yourself to sit with that. Maybe journal it out, yes. and or work with a coach who can guide you through that process and look at those fears, yes. so that then you can start delegating out those tasks or the things that drain your energy anyways that prevent you from feeling the freedom that you want to feel in the first place.
0: Absolutely. So, so tell us uh, what. Tell us about your business, what products and services that you have, and how can our audience connect with you.
1: Yeah, so you can connect with me at crownyourself.com. I work with the visionary leaders of companies in the formative stages of their business. So, I've worked with clients who are leaving from corporate and they've made no money in their business, but they're just starting, and I've worked from clients who are doing up to 4 million dollars in their businesses. So, in within those stages, anywhere from 0 to 4 million. And that we work on building the structures and the support system to get you standing out so that you get to operate in your zone of genius and have the freedom and flexibility to do what you want when you want and not busy yourself with all the the nonsense of business and start delegating out and building your dream queen team. So I do one-on-one private coaching. We have a program called Communication Queens that helps my clients get booked and leverage podcast guesting appearances, which tends to be their zone of genius of just being able to get out and connect and be on podcasts and share their story and share their message. And we also have um, several master classes and self-study courses available on how to build your dream queen team. And we have tons of resources with our between our blog and Queen TV on YouTube. So if you can look up uh, Crown Yourself uh, channel on YouTube and through our podcast, The Princess and the Bee.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, guys, make sure you tap into what Miss Kimberly has going on. Some amazing things. Hopefully, you've got some amazing gems there. I know I'm taking away this zone of genius. And so hopefully you've got that as well. We all got to figure out what our zone of genius is and stay in it and don't be afraid to get the support. And I love how you talked about that fear of abandonment and in reject, rejection and you connected that to business. So clearly she's an expert on these topics. I'm glad that, she, that we have her on this podcast and i want to encourage you to check the link below don't wait check the link below see what she has going on and get involved to help you grow as an entrepreneur so